Well, first off, Jeremy, I just wanted to, to say a big thank you for being able to come over here and assist our Ontario crews with fighting these massive forest fires we have up here in northwestern Ontario. So I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure. And you know what? One of the things we always start by saying is that we're sorry to see the community going through what they're going through because they're challenging times. Uh, very similar to what we experienced in our bushfire season because we call them bushfires. That's one of the translations between our two countries. You guys have got your wildfires. We've got our bushfires. But we had a really bad season in 2019-20 after a long period of drought. So we experienced fires all the way from the east side of Australia to the west side of Australia. And I imagine too, like I'm from, I'm from BC originally, and um, we have very dry grass. It's called sagebrush. And when that stuff, obviously in a drought in the middle of summer, that stuff's like, it's like fuel. It, you know, it, one spark of that goes and it'll just, it'll take off. Like there's no way of controlling it. So I, is there something like that similar down in Australia? Yeah, very much so. So in that 2019-20 season, um, we experienced fires all the way through from August through to April the following year. And one of the big impacts at April, when it started to rain, we turned straight from fires into floods, which was a real challenge for us. And so we, we hardly got time to transition. So, but it was the wonderful experience when you get to support the community. But when you're talking about the types of fires that we deal with, yeah, we have open grass fields. Um, once you get over our great dividing range on the east coast of New South Wales, it spans all the way into Queensland and down to Victoria, it turns into those flat fields where we do get high amounts of grass and the fires can run quickly across it. Um, as far as bushland's concerned back home, we deal with a lot of gum trees, a lot of eucalypt oil that we deal with in our trees. But we certainly see being reflected in some of the pine trees that we deal with here. Can you just briefly explain, you know, how these past few weeks have been for you and your crew here in Canada, you know, fighting these fires? Yeah, so we arrived last Tuesday. Um, the How we ended up here, we our National Resource Sharing Centre works with the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Agency. Uh, between the two of them, they, they send out requests to each other. Uh, in relation to support. So back in 2019-20, I've already spoken about a terrible season that we had. When it got to December, some of our crews had been on the go for a couple of months and we certainly needed some support. So in those, in across that uh, Christmas period, we had 200 of your Canadian firefighters um, all the way from British Columbia over to Ontario uh, come down and support us with our firefighting. Um, and this is a reciprocal response from Australia to Canada. Uh, it's not the first time we've been over here. We're over here in 2015, 2017, and, and again this year as well. Um, so how do we end up here? Usually when the call goes out, we have uh, seven states in Australia, plus we also have New Zealand, who all report into that, um, that agency to bring together our resources. Uh, we put forward a number of nominations from each one of our agencies, up to 11 agencies nominate firefighters with incident management skills and on-the-ground tactical skills um, to fill the request of, of Canada. And the request that came to us was all for incident management teams. So our firefighters, uh, we go through rigorous fitness testing, also health assessments, and um, prior to us getting a tick of approval to come over, uh, for my team of 20 firefighters that I've brought over to Ontario, um, we landed in Vancouver last Tuesday. We travelled across to Thunder Bay. At Thunder Bay, we got a two-day briefing. Two-day briefing. I apologise for some of the noise in the background. I think the guys are watching the Canadian soccer at the moment, and they're, they're doing quite well, and it's going to go to a 
to a penalty shootout, which will create some excitement. And one of the things when we're getting our briefing before we left Australia was from the Canadian representatives. And uh, he supported us in us travelling over here, but he did make the point if we are coming over here, we've got a barrack for Canada in the Olympics, so we're doing our best there. Um, so when we arrived in Thunder Bay, we did a two-day a two-day briefing. Um, it's an invaluable experience getting that briefing, everything from the aircraft that you have through to similar incident management techniques. But the one that always brings out a smile to us is as soon as we start talking about yeah, the wildlife that you carry. Certainly we have, um, we have snakes and spiders over in Australia, but you've got big creatures called bears, and they're a bit different to our koala bears. They're probably a little bit more... A little bit more aggressive than the old koala bear, so that always brings out a smile. And, and luckily, I've got my, uh, my bear whistle to protect me. I'm not 100% sure what I'll do, whether I throw it at the bear or blow it. Um, but, yeah, the, the, safety, the safety aspects of those briefings is always a little bit of light humour. Um, then after we finished at Thunder Bay, I had one crew that went to Kenora, and I had another crew that came up to Red Lake. So the, two, the 25 fighters got split into two groups. Um, and separated across those incident management teams. Uh, they were prescribed roles before we left, so they could certainly research what was involved in each one of those roles, from safety officer through to divisional commander through to, to incident commander. So that's, that's where we've landed. The firefighters had a, had a wonderful experience since being here. Um, currently, I'm sitting with the team in, in Backlake, um, yeah, and they're actively engaged in, uh, in the firefighting efforts that we have. We're still in a in a pandemic. I'm not sure what it's like down in Australia, but here in Canada, we're still going through the whole COVID-19 procedures. What are some of the obstacles that you, you guys have to battle, you know, coming to Canada and dealing with COVID-19 and obviously taking part in, in uh, helping us with our forest fires? So it's pretty challenging, the pandemic, for everyone across the world. One of the advantages that we have it has really addressed any hygiene issues that we've ever had before within the firefighting agencies. So it's given us that acute awareness of it. Um, we're in our infancy of our vaccine program in Australia. We've been quite lucky with quite few cases. So the vaccine program wasn't pushed um, as, as, a, as a critical piece. So we're probably sitting about 20 to 30%. Isn't it amazing that we know the percentages of vaccines in our countries? But yeah, we're sitting about 20 to 30%. And that's why I'm hugely impressed with where Canada's gotten to, from what I understand, you're above... 70% now through your vaccine program, which is an impressive figure. Um, but each one of the firefighters before we came, uh, we had to be vac- fully vaccinated. Uh, so the 55 firefighters who have travelled over here are all fully vaccinated. We've been tested on a regular basis. Um, I don't think I'll ever look at a long cotton bud ever again. Proved challenging, but I would also say that the safety systems that we have in place at Australia are also reflective of the safety systems that we have when we turn into turn up into these incident management teams, which is refreshing. It's all about supporting the individual, uh, getting them tested, isolating them, um, giving them the welfare that they do require. And uh, it's, it's an impressive system that we've put in place. And I think we've learned from each other across the globe as to how we best deal with this pandemic. Yeah, and I can't, I can't imagine what, you know, the whole process of, you know, trying to you know, being able to come to Canada to, to assist us and then also having to deal with the pandemic. So it sounds like, you know, between Australia and Canada, they have, like you said, similar safety procedures, which is great. Um, my next question, obviously, you know, dealing with um, firefighting techniques, is there any major difference between how in Australia you guys, you know, your firefighting techniques or forest fire 
fighting techniques and in Canada, like from what you've seen so far? So one of the benefits between Australia, the US, and also Canada is that we all work off the same incident management system, and we use that term a lot. But each one of the roles within the incident, each one of the roles within the incident management setup, align to the roles that we have at home. And it's not just those strategic pieces that we look at, but also the tactical firefighting skills that our firefighters take out to the ground. Everything from structure protection to what we call hazard reduction. The techniques are, are extremely similar. Um, the same with anyone who works with helicopters. Each one of our each one of our flight agencies that we have back home. Certainly, every time I come over here, we pick up a, a couple of skill sets and we take them home. And the professional, the continual professional development that we have between the two agencies has been a real benefit for all of us. That's um, with the uh, the structural protection that your teams use, um, are very similar to their own. We we wouldn't have used sprinkler systems similar to what you used 20 years ago was a skill set we took back home. How hard was it for you to, you know, leave your leave your life back in Australia? Yeah, it's always it's always challenging. I guess tick one has always had family. Without leaving the family, we'll be gone for almost two months. Um, so it's quite a considerable time to leave your family. But the experience that I experienced back in the US in 2019 Certainly, I didn't hesitate when I was given this opportunity to come over again. Uh, the way my wife looks at it is that she has one last child when I'm gone, so it's an advantage to her, even though she misses me dearly. I'm sure she's, uh, she's got one less meal to, um, to worry about. So the families, we, we do miss them terribly. One of the issues that we've got back home, as you spoke about previously, we're going in and out, in and out of lockdown within each one of our states in Australia at the moment, so we do think about our loved ones back home and, and the challenges of being in lockdown. Um, fingers crossed by the time we get home that, um, that's passed and our cases have reduced and everyone's back out within the community. Um, as far as work is concerned, uh, there, there are voids left at home. Um, we, we backfill particularly well within our fire agencies and I see that within your own fire agencies. Is that we, we ebb and flow depending on where the needs are and certainly there's a need over here in Canada at the moment. We know we may suffer a little bit with our workflows back home, but that's nothing that we can't catch up on into the future. How long is your is your deployment stay here in uh, Ontario and also in BC? Yeah, we arrived here last Tuesday. We do a two week rotation in the field. Um, after those two weeks, we get two days rest before we go back for our second rotation. Um, the two day break is in a place called Temple Bay, Eagle Lake, and we're certainly looking forward to that two days rest. There's not much to do there other than, than fish and enjoy the view, but that's exactly what you need with those few days off. Uh, so the whole deployment goes for five weeks, and then when we return home, we've got a quarantine period as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't covered already? No, there's always some interesting pieces. Like uh, it's, Whenever we travel around, we always, we're always mindful of the wildlife and the different wildlife that we get to see here. So I've checked plenty of things off. I managed to see bears, plenty of deer. I even saw a gopher the other day. Now, we don't have gophers back home in Australia, but after I saw it, it just looked like a skinny wombat. So that was a nice kick. Uh, I managed to see a wolverine on the road the other day, and then all the, all the Canadians are telling me that's quite a rare one. Um, I'm yet to see a moose, so I've got to take a moose off. Um, certainly, the other, the other humorous part of coming over here is always our accent. We love to blend all our words together, which can make it quite challenging for the Canadians to understand. And we often use a positive negative when we talk things. If someone asks us a question and we're keen to say no, we'll often go, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. 
And people go, well, do you mean yes or do you mean no? And often we confuse ourselves. Um, and the other one, I guess, is, you know, it like, sounds like Canada just scored a goal outside. Um, the other one that I've, that I've learned from the Canadian is, A, is not a question. Often at the end of the sentence, we'll hear A. You go, are you asking me a question or is that just a statement? So the, the language barrier that we both speak English, uh, there's, there's some challenges there. It's, uh, it's been an enjoyable time. Um, the Canadians certainly look after us. We love the accolades that we get, and I must admit our firefighters, firefighters that, I'm, that I'm lucky enough to lead here in Ontario, it, it, it's a wonderful experience and we're all enjoying it, and we're going to be better firefighters for it. Well, Jeremy, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to me today. And obviously, I, um, my, my last statement that I'm going to make is I was a big fan of how well Australia did in, this, in the pool there in Tokyo. I was, um, a, lot of, a lot of medals went Australia's way in the pool. So congratulations to you and your country for you know, having a very successful Summer Olympics as well. And I thank you. I tell you what, we're lucky we've got a lot of good female swimmers back home because they, they brought home all the gold for us. Um, but yeah, no, we love the Olympics. It, it makes trips like this worth it, where we get to open up some discussions with our counterparts about how we're, how our countries are both going. Yes, and uh, it's exciting for you guys to watch the gold medal soccer game that's happening right now. So, Jeremy, I will let you get back to that, and I will I re- again. I really appreciate you talking to me this morning. That's no, a pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome, and. Uh, and yeah, enjoy your time here and have a safe flight back home. We do. Thank you very much for the call. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Bye.